Can you believe it, friends? We are almost the end of the year. And the question I'm asking today is, what do you do when your plans change? It's about time because we're going there. Hi, friends. No matter what time of the year that you are listening to this podcast, we are recording this and airing this the week of Christmas. So let me be the first one to tell you Merry Christmas. If it's your first time tuning into the podcast, I'm your host, Bianca Wattis-Oltoff. And in light of Christmas, I just kind of want to have a light conversation to put Christmas in a modern context. We're going to bring it up to 2022. But I want to make sure that there is a need that we get to address on this podcast. As much as I love going through the Christmas story, I think sometimes it could feel really far away and feel like something that doesn't really resonate with us today. But maybe this year, if your year was anything like mine, plans didn't go quite as expected. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that many of us are facing something that you didn't plan for or expected. And it hurts me to hear and it hurts me to know how many people are job hunting right now because they never planned to be in a place where maybe they lost their job. I know so many people that are close to me, and I know that you do too, where you might say, I didn't plan on having a medical battle at this point in my life. And there are some of you, unfortunately, as you go into Christmas time and it's supposed to be the best time of the year, and you're thinking, I didn't plan to be separated or divorced at this point in my life. This wasn't what I thought would happen. Again, whenever we face things that we didn't plan for, for some of us, it could be really jarring. For some of us, it might rattle our faith. And maybe you are asking, God, God, where are you? Why are you allowing this to happen? This is not what I had planned. What's going on? Like I said, what I want to do today is take a look at the Christmas story from a modern twist. And I'm going to talk about the Christmas story from the lens of the mother and father of Jesus. Now, if you don't have a faith background, welcome to a 30,000-foot view of the birth of Jesus. So Mary and Joseph are the parents, the physical parents of Jesus. And if you're not familiar with the Bible, you can read more about Jesus's birth in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1 and 2. I'll be peppering in some scripture to kind of add some color to this, but you can read more of their story in Matthew chapter 1 or Luke chapter 1 and 2. There you'll find a few paragraphs that will describe what took place over months and months. If you think about it, we know a little bit about the birth of Christ, but there are some details that I'm asking as I take a look at the life and the birth of Jesus. Like, for example, where did Mary and Joseph meet? We don't have that recorded in any of the Gospels, but they met somehow. And I want to kind of make up or maybe add some color to read between the lines because we don't know exactly what happened. And so why not use our imagination? How did Joseph and Mary meet? Let's make this a 2021 version of their love story. Mary is on Christian Mingle and she meets a cute guy by the name of Joey, a young man who's a total hipster and makes his own furniture. She's really excited because he loves God and he has a job. Hello, single ladies. These are two massive requirements for Sister Mary. Well, he was interested in her. In fact, all week long, he is praying and thinking about the next week when he gets up his nerves and put on an extra couple squirts of cologne and afterwards asks this girl out for coffee. And Mary's like, oh, is this like a friend coffee thing or is this like a something else coffee thing? Well, they agree to meet in a Nazareth coffee shop because they're supporting local business and keeping it local, you know? They're sitting across from each other and they're totally hitting off and they're enjoying the conversation. They go and hang out again. And uh, before long, she is meeting his parents and he is meeting her parents and they totally enjoy hanging out with each other. She has no idea, but he is saving up his furniture money because he wants to propose to her. 
One night after dinner of lamb kebabs and hummus, he pops the question, Mary, will you marry me? Mary goes on Instagram lives and shares with her friends and her family that Joseph and Mary are in fact betrothed. They are engaged. Mary goes into full on wedding mode and she's thinking about guest lists and flowers and where will they live and what dress will she wear? Because she, like any of us, is planning for her future. Then one day, Mary's off by herself and she has the most special and holy encounter with God that she's ever had in her whole life. An angel appears to Mary. She loves God. She cannot believe this. And the angel tells her, you have been chosen. You are going to give birth to a son. And she was like, uh, haven't you heard? Joey and I aren't, you know, we're, we're not married. So it's not like we're uh, we're not doing that. And the angel cuts her off and says, no, 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 don't worry. You will conceive this child by the Holy Spirit. You can only imagine this girl who loves God and is in love with Joseph. She's getting married and God has chosen them to be part of history. She's thinking to herself, I can't wait to tell Joseph. He's going to be beside himself with excitement. God has chosen us. She goes and tells Joseph that she's pregnant. So let's pause in this story and take a vote. Is Joseph excited or is he completely freaking out? Excited, freaking out, excited, freaking out. Oh, you're right, friends. He's absolutely freaking out because he's being a regular guy. In my mind's eye, Joseph is asking this rhetorical question like, wait, Mary, you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit? No, 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 no. I don't believe you. I want to know who this guy is. I'm going to kill this guy who's impregnated you. Because keep in mind, they're real people with real problems. And we don't know how it came about between the verses of 18 and 19. The polite way to say this is that everything hit the fan, if you know what I'm saying. Let's just look at this and jump in and read between the lines because we don't know exactly what happened, but I'm sure that we can kind of imagine. So you don't have to grab your Bible. Let me just read Matthew 1:18, and it says this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Okay, so pause. This is the plan. Here is the plan, family. But there's a big but. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break their engagement quietly. Okay, so she goes off and she tells Joseph, Joey, I'm pregnant. It was the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't know exactly how he responds, but we know he gets really, really hurt and upset because we see the result of it in verse 19. Because Joseph, her husband, soon to be husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He had it in his mind to divorce her quietly. Well, what do we know? This dude is devastated. He's crushed. He's humiliated. I mean, think about it. He's heartbroken. Read between the lines. The wedding invitations have already been sent out. Somehow he's got to go and tell his mom and his dad. He's got to go tell his friends. And that's just Joseph's perspective. What about Mary? Think about it. Her life is totally over. She's pregnant without a husband. She's going to be a divorced single mom in a culture where she can't get any type of real job to support herself. She's going to be begging for the rest of her life trying to raise a kid alone. Oh, and can you only imagine the rumors? Yeah, that's Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. She doesn't know who the baby daddy is. And I'm sure Joseph probably is so frustrated with her. Her life is over. And you know what she's probably thinking? God, this is not what I planned. God, I said yes to you. I did everything you wanted me to do. God, why are you allowing this to happen? God, I only tried to do what you asked. This isn't fair, God. This is not what I had planned. I mean, right? 
And this is exactly where some of us are right now. We find ourselves saying, God, I bought this house, but I lost my job. That wasn't the plan. God, I planned this entire wedding and they canceled it. They backed out. This wasn't my plan. I was supposed to graduate and yet I couldn't make my college tuition and now I'm jobless. This wasn't my plan. I was supposed to be in the best financial shape of my life and now I'm working all these side hustles just to make ends meet. That wasn't my plan. Or I was supposed to be with my kids this Christmas, but our family drama is keeping us apart. This wasn't my plan. You married your spouse for the happily ever after and you're never happy. This wasn't part of the plan. And we find ourselves saying, God, where are you? I want to plant this truth in your heart because when we don't know what's going on, we must hold on to what we know to be true. Though your plan may have changed, your purpose hasn't. In fact, y'all, I'm going to just put this in a personalized form and say, though my plan may have changed, my purpose hasn't. Let me say this again, because I want you to feel it in the depth of your bones. Though your plan may have changed, your purpose hasn't. In fact, Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So whether you are listening from Algeria to America, Mexico to Modesto, London to Louisiana, we can plan, but the Lord is going to purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to trust God has a purpose. Mary and Joseph's plans were wrecked, shattered, in fact. Joseph determines, I have no choice but to divorce her. So he considers that. And then in verse 20, we read this. Verse 20, Matthew chapter 1. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Ah, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Everything that Mary said was true? The angel says yes in the dream. And verse 21 shows us the purpose. Verse 21 says this, and she will have a son and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You could almost imagine going, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that God is actually in this? You're telling me that the last thing I ever wanted is exactly what God wanted to happen? You mean that there's a purpose to the middle of my pain? You can almost hear God whispering to Joseph, my thoughts are so much different than your thoughts and my ways so much higher than your ways. Even though you may not feel like I'm working, I'm going to bring good. I always bring good to those who love me and are called according to my purpose. Sometimes God may even redirect our plans when he has a different purpose. Though your plan may change, your purpose hasn't. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. I've shared this story before, but we lost our venue that we were meeting in for our church, the Father's House, Orange County, back in 2020. I mean, we had no idea what was going on. And little did we know was the venue that we were renting was going bankrupt. In fact, we had an Orange County Sheriff show up on our personal home doorstep at 6 a.m. on a random Saturday morning to serve us with the lien because we were the tenants. Then the pandemic hit and we literally had nowhere to go. But though our plans changed, God had a purpose. In the midst of everything that happened in the craziness of 2020, we realized and declared that God was not done. That though our plan had totally changed, the purpose hasn't. That TFHOC was going to be a light, not just in the community, but to the world with more space than we could ever imagine in a location we could have never dreamed that we could afford. Every Sunday, I walk into church and realize God produced a miracle. Though our plan completely changed, our purpose hadn't. And I'm so glad that every now and then God interrupts our plans to bring about a different purpose, even in those times where I may not understand it and I may not even like it or be confused by it. I am 
even in the moments that I'm hurting in the middle of it. Years later, I can almost look back on every painful situation and say, I didn't choose this and I didn't want this, but I could see how God used this. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. This would have been so true for Mary and Joseph. And think about it. Mary's pregnant with the son of God. Instead of having Jesus in a clean hospital or hotel, she's in labor on a donkey. When she finally makes it to the place to lay down and give birth, the smell of animal waste and dung and hay surrounds her. That wasn't the plan. Then after Jesus was born, they're on the run to hide from a mad king who wants to kill them and they flee to Egypt. That wasn't the plan, but God had a purpose. What was that purpose, you ask? What was the purpose? Let me tell you what that purpose was. The purpose was you. The reason Jesus came to this earth was for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus came for you. We were the purpose. Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose, and you were that purpose. It was right there in the scripture, and yet so many people miss it. Verse 21, Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. What is his purpose? You are that purpose because Jesus will save his people from their sins. If you are one of those who've had a change in plans, maybe right now things are really difficult. First, I want to say that I'm sorry and I'm with you. This year has been so incredibly hard for me. So to use the African proverb, I too have tasted your tears. But let me remind you of this. Though your plan may have changed, his purpose hasn't. His purpose is you. He came as a child. He died as a man, but he rose as a savior. Jesus had a purpose, and his purpose was always you. In this Christmas season, I want to remind you, friend, that though our plans change, God's purpose hasn't. I want to wish you the very merriest of Christmases and remind you, you are loved, you are chosen, you are picked, you are cared for, and you are seen. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Matt and I give you the biggest holiday love.